Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you Monday morning with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. His other good, good pal, Charlotte Wilder, is going to join us in a half an hour or so, 20 minutes. I don't, she pulled a, a Lamar Jackson on us, frankly. I don't know what's going on. It might be uh, intestinal issues. No, I, I don't know what's... Uh, she is uh, doing an in- interview. She will be back with us momentarily. Dave, can you believe we're done with 15? We have to say it. You have know, to say right? it like that, right? right? You have to start right. every newscast with, can you believe it's Christmas already? You have to start every podcast with, can you believe after tonight, 15 weeks in the books? But it is um, it is getting exciting, right? We're seeing those playoff matches map out a little better. I love it. How are you, Sal? Happy holidays to uh, mm. to all the listeners. It is officially, I think, for most human beings, it's uh, it's already the whole year's kind of been a, a week off, but this is officially a proper week off for most people, and they're sitting around doing nothing but listening to to fellas like uh, like us. And uh, I want to say before anything else, big big weekend. Uh, you know, basketball about to tip off, mm-hmm. um, or has tipped off in college and. The college playoff is all set, but congratulations to the cool cats, um, <laughs> my fantasy football team, into the title game for a remarkable third season out of four. It's really a credit to everybody, uh, you know, in that locker room, and uh, I'm just happy to to um, be associated. You were scared. With those guys. You were really scared. You had Kyla Murray. You have Nuke Hopkins, who pedestrian numbers, I have to say, for the last month. If you were playing your playoff game any of the last four weeks. I don't really, like really. fantasy football anyway. I don't want to be in it and don't talk to me about it. Now, listen. By the way, that league you hate, I'm in the finals with Simmons. Somehow it worked out. The take your home and go, uh, take your ball and go home league. I am in the finals against Simmons in 12 teams. So I don't know. I'm going to send out. you a cameo of Mookie Wilson <laughs> saying goodbye to you because I don't, because that's what I don't like about it. Anyway, listen. I think what's crazy is for real. I mean, if this happens, it feels like. Mid-December is about the peak where this kind of has a feeling where we should know everything. I always say I'm Neo uh, in the uh, Matrix scene when uh, the helicopter, he doesn't know how to fly the helicopter, and then he then they, mm-hmm. he downloads how to do it, and now he knows. But all of a sudden, we've reached a place where if you look at the, the standings and how the matchups are going out, I don't feel very confident in any matchup that we're probably going to be watching in about three weeks from now. Do you well, that, feel, I mean, no. the Chiefs are, this this remarkable statement that people, like I saw Trey Wingo, who's great and everything, but he tweeted out at the completion of the Saints-Chiefs game on Sunday afternoon. I don't care what you have to say. The Chiefs are the best team. It's like, we know the Chiefs are the best team. Stop saying that as though that's a keen, insightful observation about anything. Yes. Still, I think there are a lot of teams that could beat the Chiefs and the mess oh. underneath the Chiefs on the AFC side. And then the Seahawks and the, you know, I, I, I yeah, I've taken a different approach with that. I de- First of all, the NFC teams, NFC, all underwhelming to say the least, uh, starting with the Rams losing to the Jets. Yeah, right. But, uh, okay, so with the NFC, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of those teams lose in the first round. With the AFC, I'm going to be like, huh? Tennessee's out. Wow, that's something. Every single team, except for the Browns, and they're playing well. I get it. But the Browns, I think, would be the least, I'd be least 
uh, I'd be most surprised if they won two games in the playoffs and then played the Chiefs tough. I wouldn't say that for any other team. And I'm looking at the Chiefs now. There's different ways to beat them. The Saints didn't beat them yesterday, but it used to be like, well, you have to play the perfect game like the Raiders do. You have to limit their possessions and you still have to score 30. It's a tricky thing to navigate. Now you could get time of possession was like two and a half to one for the Chiefs against the Saints. First downs was like uh, 34 to 15. And the Saints almost beat them. This is not a fluke now that the Chiefs are having trouble with every team. And I think it could rear its ugly head in January all month. Can't you see it? I definitely could. But it also has now... Uh, see, your devil's advocating what I said. Now I'm going to devil's advocate your devil. Oh. Okay, and I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to devil's damashek your devil's advocate. And we'll see how this turns out. I've brought this up to to Jeff Schwartz and other football players um, on minus three to try and figure out, isn't there something too? We always hear about like when you're prohibitively better than whoever you're playing week after week after week, and then all of a sudden you wind up in a tight game, you feel shocked and tight, and that's how you lose. Well, the Chiefs are washing off any, any of that by being in a close game every week. They're not going to be surprised or scared when they find themselves in a, in a tight affair in the divisional round. I mm -hmm. guess that's, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make that case and, and, right, and yeah. talk myself it, into that. It's kind of like, I, I think I, this is two different sports, two different generations, but I always think about UNLV was impossible to beat. They smoked Duke. They ran him off the floor one year. Then the next year, they run it back in the Final Four, and UNLV annihilated everybody that in, in their attempt to repeat that year, whatever year that was, 90-91. Most people mm -hmm. listening weren't alive um, at that point. But um, all of a sudden, they were in a tight game against Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner, and they didn't know how to react to it. They got tight around it. They were supposed to win the game, and they didn't. I think that that's the the thing that the Chiefs yeah. now are accustomed to this environment of like, man, we're in a tight one again. We got to hold on. And I also well, think, well, don't forget though, they were down twenty four nothing to the Texans. Like, not tight yeah. games because they ended up killing them. So they were a weird, they're a weird team. And I'm not going to convince anyone to not pick them at minus one thirty on Fanduel to win the AFC or plus one seventy five to win the Super Bowl. But a different kind of team could now stay with them. Look at the Bills on Saturday. They could outslug the Chiefs. They could be like, you know what? Forget this possession stuff. Go. Give us your best. We'll give you our best. Let's see it. We'll see in the mid-40s. See who That's, comes out on top. This is this is something that was settled. Again, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to shill for minus three, but uh, I believe, Sal, you're at least an occasional listener, so you can I verify am. that this is the case. That is a pro shoot it out with the Chiefs podcast. That We're not... We are not on that show talking about and Jeff Schwartz certainly is plugged into the Chiefs more than than I am and what works and what isn't going to work against them. But I'm telling you, this notion of, hey, Derrick Henry and the Titans can beat him because they'll just possess the ball for 40 minutes and keep it away. That is not a winning strat. You must get in the 30s against that team um, in order to beat the Chiefs. And yeah, now all of a sudden you look around. There are a bunch of teams in the AFC side of things that could do it. The one who I have circled. I, I know a lot of people are talking about the Browns, and I kind of see it, and they're not going to have a, a burden of expectation come January. So that's interesting. And more practically, Miles Garrett plus a healthy back end could be a problem for the Chiefs. It, to, in, the, in, the, 
the sense that you could turn the what you have to do is turn the Chiefs over a couple of times over 60 minutes. You have to get Mahomes sure. and company to turn it over a couple of times in your direction. I, I so you need a defense capable of doing that. That's why I don't think the Titans, as much as everybody is in on the Titans and they're the team that got to the title game a year ago, that was last year. And um, I think they're the one team that doesn't feel like they could do that. Well, Everybody see, else, Ravens, I, I, I Browns, think, Colts, yeah, I know. all those I don't teams know. could do that. I, I, my point is you can, there. Are, it's not that you have to turn them over twice. There's definitely now three ways, four ways you could beat this team. And it's probably not going to happen, but it's interesting to watch. You know, I think you could... You could score in the fourth. First of all, all these teams you mentioned, they don't struggle to score 30. It's not like, yeah, the Colts are good. They're defense. But when do they ever score 24 points? Like, no, you look up at the scoreboard. They're always in the high 20s, mostly because of their defense and good field position and everything else. And, you know, uh, you know, T.Y. Hilton's becoming a player and and, and Rivers is uh, comfortable with everyone. But anyway, let's go into Charlotte. We have to mention our extra points for uh, extra pay. Oh, no, don't and do it. And these goddamn Vikings cost us again, Dave. I don't know why I did the Vikings. I, I really regretted it. And I sent a text message to pull the curtain back. The three-way text chain yeah. that we have. I really uh, I really blew it for us. I, cur I poxed it because I said, no, no, take Denver here. Right. Plus six. I like then plus six. And Sal said, I already submitted it with the, I, I, already, <laughs> I already put it in for Buffalo. And I'm like, all right, well, let's just ride with that. I knew that Charlotte was going to get that one right. And Charlotte I, took Buffalo. We had a win right. going into Sunday already. I it didn't matter, but Sunday night I had the Browns over the Giants who didn't show up offensively. It was a great Freddie Kitchens offensive game plan, I, I thought. And then, yeah, Dave, the Vikings, I, it's, it's just a, uh, I'm not going to. We had the Vikings last week. I did. And Charlotte had the over in that game. And Dan Bailey, it wasn't Dan Bailey missed field goals that did us in. It's the Bears mystique. This nonsense that Mitch Trubisky, who I've been backing for a while now, half kidding, is now up for an extension. Who the hell knows what's going on? Did you see his record is crazy? It's like 28 and 20 which is as good as like uh, Aaron Rodgers' first 48. and five. I, I don't know the other uh, great names up there, but uh, uh, a, a nice nice day to be Mitch Trubisky and the Bears are back in it. But that just, that Vikings team, you never know what to get out of them. Just, you never yeah. know what you're getting out of them. It's be you know what? I know that this is overly simplistic and everything else, but the roster is imperfect. But what the real issue is, is that they have a middle-class QB who they're paying way too much money to. And that is the overarching message. I know we talk about it a ton, but it bears repeating here. If you watched it, you know, first of all, you saw Herbert do what he did uh, a couple of nights ago. I, you want a hot take? Patrick Mahomes, yes, it's a, it's a hot take to say, is he the best quarterback of all time already? Is he already in that conversation? Mm -hmm. I think people are looking at it the wrong way. Is he an indication of what's to come? And I say yes. Maybe Patrick Mahomes 10 years from now remains the cream of the crop. However, there are so many good young QBs in the pipeline or already a year or three into the NFL or on their way soon right. after. If you watched, <clears throat> if you watch the SEC title game, you know there are two more guys on their way to 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 um further. Um, deep in the 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 QB saturation of of pro football, and the only thing you can't do is do what the Vikings have done, overcommitted to this guy. And if the Bears do the thing, the scared thing of like, 
We don't want Mitchell Trubisky's next stop to show us up, so we better keep him here. That would be a critical mistake by the Bears. <laughs> they must move on for Mitchell Trubisky. They're Shame ready. The devil they're ready that they're to seven make a, and seven. Uh, we picked the wrong middle class quarterback apparently with the Vikings. Your line looked the best. You took the Vikings under three. You only had a win by a Dan Bailey field goal. However, we uh, ended up getting it. But that stupid team. They fell apart. We got it. We had a break too. They missed the what happened? Yeah. The Bears missed the field goal. We we could have gone down. So anyway, uh, there was that. So we lost the extra points for extra pay parlay. Let's talk Jets Rams. Um, who screwed up worse? The Rams or the Jets? Rams obviously lose. They're not in charge of the uh, NFC West any longer. They're now in that slot where they would play. I believe they would play the NFC East winner in the playoffs. Not the worst thing in the world. But um, and the Jets uh, lose. They are not in the driver's seat for Trevor Lawrence uh, anymore. But they, I mean, they won that game. That was unbelievable. That was uh, their defense was uh, everyone wants to blame Jared Goff. Their defense pressured Goff the entire game. It wasn't about, about Aaron Donald. And you pointed out Aaron Donald, Sam Darnold is very tough to uh, uh, navigate for two and a half hours. Just saying the words. But um, Darnold, that was Donald, 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 Donald. Yeah. And that's another one, too. Now there's buzz because the Jets lost or won this game. They lost Trevor Lawrence you know, maybe. And now people are doing the same thing. Do we keep Sam Darnold? That was jet. And I don't know necessarily that that's a crazy thought either. The right. problem is, is the amount of bank that you have to pay Sam Darnold, which is the next layer of issue for a franchise QB. It's one thing to have a good QB on his rookie deal. It's another thing to have again, a middle-class QB and you're paying him $35 million a Well, doesn't year. a lot of it have to do with both of these teams are going to undergo coaching changes, the Jags and the Jets? Doesn't it have to do with who's stepping in there, who could make fields better, who could make Lawrence better? You get a hard-ass uh, defensive coordinator out of the SEC. I don't know if anybody's going to be uh, react kindly to that. You know what I mean? As, as far as growing these I do, but I do think be. that that's kind of what the Jets are looking at is what the Rams are. I'm not, you know, obviously the Rams went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but they they overpaid to retain Jared Goff. Is that what you want, Jets? I, you know, like I, I it, it's funny, too, that Justin Fields now stinks, according to people. People have now mm. over adjusted for what they wanted. Sure. The hipster opinion in September was like, maybe Justin Fields is is better than Trevor Lawrence. And now we've seen it with the, well, Trevor Lawrence is clearly the best. And people are like, well, Justin Fields, so poor uh, Jets. That's what's falling. Justin Fields still uh, uh, tracks to be really good. And what you it's need re to do. It's recency biased. And this weekend, Clemson destroyed Notre Dame and Ohio State struggled with Northwestern and the individual performances. It was a vast uh, gap. But yeah. But you must move right. on. But the point is, you must move for long term success. You must move on from these QBs that are not ultimately positive difference makers week in and week out. And Sam Darnold doesn't appear to be that guy for the Jets, even if he looks good. They they have to take Justin Fields here. And I know that that's going to be the buzz now over the course of the next week here is for the Jets. Like, let's just stick with Sam Darnold here. And, uh, you know, let's let uh, Douglas, he's going to move on from his old pal Gase. And uh, then they'll be right. what are we? we've already talked too much about the Jets. But your Rams are who, who you circled as maybe the best team in the NFC. How do you feel about them now? And also, there's a decent chance that, I mean, talk about a juicy wild card weekend matchup. If it's Rams at Seahawks, that's going to be a lot of fun. Rams at Seahawks for wild card? Uh, In well, the wild card round. One. Yeah. I, you know, I want them to if cross it breaks over. That I, way, I don't, don't want to see Rams-Seahawks. I, I don't want to see Saints-Bucks. I want to see Bucks 
Seahawks, and Rams, Saints. I, I, I need a little crossover. I'm starting to see a little too much of these. Teams I see. That's fun. I and hear then, your and then if they meet, if they keep winning, they obviously meet up uh, one, two rounds later. But um, yeah, so now that's well, that's the one thing I was saying, like as that at that fifth seed, the Rams now are proven doesn't matter if they go to Washington or Philly, uh, the Giants, God forbid, Dallas. Uh, they've now proven that they could lose to anybody. And you have to figure out which Jared Goff you're getting. Again, I don't want to kill him too much. What, what were his numbers? 22 for 34. They got out of they got they couldn't get out of their own way. They were on track to win that game. Cam Akers would would bust up twenty five yard runs and then get called for holding. It's like ah oh, shit. I guess Goff does have to throw the ball to Everett and uh, swing passes to the running back down the sidelines. But um, they really couldn't get out of their own way. That's why they lost that game. But you do feel like Sean McVay has this conversation with Goff like, hey man, come on, step it up already. And then he does. Their teams be again primarily, and there are other problems for the Rams, but primarily because Jared Goff is their quarterback, that it is a death sentence to have to win three games in January to get there. Is Jared Goff going, are you going to be able to hide him or or um, play to his strengths over the course of three games against three good teams? And I'm assuming that your Dallas Cowboys are one of them along the, no, they're their Cowboys. Stop, will, uh, stop, stop. Whoever wins that East still, that that's going to be in the NFC side of things, but still you're going to have to win three games against three good teams and Jared Goff. And then you mix in again. And I know this is ancient history in NFL terms, but I remember what Jared Goff did when he went up into the cold of Chicago a couple of years ago and just couldn't handle it. Like it right. is a factor for some human beings that, they're, the the Rams going to Lambo as a for instance is like that. Well, that's the end of the season for that team. You know, right. like that the, that they're not going to go in there and and beat that team. Well, I think, he's now it, it's now he's like now the fifth best quarterback in the NFC out of the seven that we're talking about, right? So you got Rodgers. Let's say Breeze is healthy, figures this out. But oh, uh, Rodgers, go ahead and talk about well, how good Drew Breeze is, everybody. Tampa oh, will be up definitely there. one of the Russ six Wilson. best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era, right? Everybody, Drew Breeze. I want to give him a little break here uh, and, and not one of his 12 ribs that have been broken, but I want to, you know, and he started off 0 for 5, like a guy who was just coming back from a punctured lung and 11 broken ribs. Um, and then, uh, and then found this footing a little, they had another receiver go out. I think it was Daquan Smith and obviously Michael Thomas is out until at least the playoffs. So uh, I don't want to say he's uh you know, when you have Alvin Kamara in the backfield, like you, you, you can't really complain about talent, um, being able to throw to guys and and be able to move the chains. I know, but, but uh, wait, I know Romo was doing a little bit of it, but I mean, really, it's the same thing with Tom Brady. If you were watching uh, Moose Johnston yeah. uh, yesterday, what is the inclination to defend? I, I guess it's just like again, we've decided that these guys are all time greats, and so then we can't really hang it on them, even though they're in their forties and diminishing, but. The 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 requirement to forgive everything around Tom Brady, uh, D- Tom Brady or Drew Brees, and not point at them as the reason why things aren't going well. Like, yeah, as you said, Alvin Kamara is standing behind Drew Brees. You know, those that yeah. that that's a talented team, and is like, wow, what do you want Drew Brees to do? Make a play like Justin Herbert, the rookie, did. This nonsense about Moose Johnston saying like, well, li- listen, this is very much a work in progress for Tom Brady. Um, and it's week 15. Justin Herbert didn't even know he was going to get his first start until it literally was underway a couple weeks ago. Who was he throwing it to against the Raiders who were playing for a playoff spot? He was able to make plays. And yet we give these Hall of Fame guys 
a pass because uh, for I'm not sure yeah. why, but the fact of the matter is Drew Brees is, uh, you know, over the course of it, he will make some oh, he- heady play. Really, what vision he had there. Oh, line of scrimmage. Really saw that one before the ball was snapped. Okay, true. Also, makes mistakes once the ball is snapped. He is a a wash. And so is uh, the way Tom Brady's playing. Is he really a definite positive for that offense if you plugged in a league average quarterback? I don't instead know. Of- my point is you trust both of those guys more than Jared Goff. You do. Well, that well. In, in Jared addition Goff, to sure. Wilson and Rodgers. And I would say to the point of why do these announcers defend the quarterbacks, especially in Romo's going to defend quarterbacks. I, I liken it to <clears throat> we have uh, we've uh, done a lap or two in comedy, and I will almost always definitely defend the comedian when it comes to cancel culture and a joke. I just kind of feel like that's that's the case. All right, right. I like that. That's, been, a, that's uh, I like that. It's that's like, a good all right. One. I don't know. I I feel bad. You know, I you have to try and make someone laugh, and you have to be outrageous sometimes, and uh, that's it. I get that, it. Yeah, here's the I, good I news. Here's it. the here's the good news. First of all, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I, where I kind of changed my uh, my opinion. I think the Seahawks are going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, I like I like the Seahawks. I'm going to ride with the pedigree of the QBs here and uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with one of those guys to get there. But what occurred to me yesterday um, is we are almost certainly going to get a really great Super Bowl unless, you know, I, I, are the unless the Rams sneak through. Yeah. Or like the Titans sneak through. We're almost certainly getting a great one. If it's the Chiefs or Pittsburgh, or what about a redemption story for Baltimore getting to the Super Bowl out of one side of things, or the Bills? What if the Bills got to a Super Bowl? And then on the other side, it's got to be the Seahawks or Packers or maybe the Saints, I guess. Those are like the 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 viable Super Bowl teams, I think. I would think, yeah, and I think you're right because I look at it the other way. I'm always, and Bill Simmons, you did the voice every day. We always look for, all right, who's our team to bet against in the playoffs? Very hard to find. Normally by now, like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited for X to get an eight seed or a seven seed in this case this year. Uh, It's tough. I was actually thinking Tampa Bay is a team to bet against because Vegas and Fandle will be in love with them and will skew the odds in their favor. And that's when you pounce. And then Tom Brady comes back and has, I don't know if it's just because he was playing Atlanta or what, but has a a worldly... uh, Second half. How about Atlanta? No, no pride. Freaking this, this guy beat you 28-3. You're up 17-0 on him again. You're going to let it happen a second time? Get out there, Matt. Right? Talk about a middle-class quarterback that uh, uh, up there, like close to 5,000 yards every year. Like, how the hell did this happen? Really? Oh, Matt Ryan? I said, oh, well, oh, and they, the other thing about wins. The thing about number two there in Atlanta is if he if they would have made one more play, if they would have kicked the field goal, if he hadn't have gotten sacked, they kicked the field goal, beat that Patriots team in the Super Bowl a handful of years ago. There is zero doubt Matt Ryan is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Everybody agrees. Nobody, yeah. nobody debates that. That would be the 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 case. Um, but yeah, it it's bizarre. I'm at, I'm, it, it's it's understood that that's what's going to happen when when. And it was it, it's almost like we should be betting on what minute of the second half whoever the Falcons are playing will catch the Falcons from whatever deficit they have at the half. It's kind of yeah. like you knew that that was going to happen. There was no question that, uh, for anybody in America 
that in the second half, the Bucks were going to come back and win that game. And it's, By the it's way, you can bet pathetic. those things. They were like plus 350, the Bucks at halftime, at down 17 nothing. I'm like, I don't know why we just, you know why? Because I do know why, because it's fun to watch Tom Brady lose. That was the other side of it. So I'm like, hmm. yeah, sure, they'll probably blow it, but uh, I'd rather point at Tampa and be like, ah, ha, ha, look at you. Seven but what the hell with that team too? What that? I mean, that's an that that one is we're kind of like we're we're gun shy because of the deeds of Tom Brady over two decades, and rightly so. But still, when you look at the Buccaneers, if you you know plugged in a guy, if, if his you know I give him a name other than Tom Brady, uh, Tim uh, Brophy, um, mm-hmm. would would you feel like this team has any chance of making hay in January? I don't and, know. Yeah, I, uh, Mike Evans was coming alive. Yes, I, I, well, I do know that they should not be scoreless for any half in any game <laughs> for previously or going forward. And especially this is my dome. point about Pittsburgh. When th- this is my point, always the it's weird overreactions to certain teams. The Bronco, uh, the the Browns beat another team that they were supposed to beat last night, and over the course of the game, you, I mean. Chris Collinsworth compared him to compared Baker Mayfield to John Elway and mm. Muhammad Ali. The Steelers struggle for a half on offense. Well, I mean this this is a team this is a a pretender. Who who could like this bum team? Um it's weird how they over, but everybody's very scared to ever say like the Bucks ain't going to the Super Bowl this year. But look at the I don't know why the sum doesn't equal the parts, but it doesn't equal the parts 15 weeks in. It's ridiculous that this is a work in progress. This is still yeah. Tom. You got to give him a break. I mean, he's been doing this over Zoom. Like, why aren't we giving Tua the same? Uh, yeah. Tua well, is doing think, it over Zoom, too. He's a rookie. I, I think part of it is because the NFC doesn't have a perceived Kansas City Chiefs in their conference, right? Where everyone can be like, that's the gold standard. That's what you have to beat. Um, so, therefore, it's up for grabs. Tampa could go to Seattle and win. Tampa could be hard to go to Green Bay and win. Uh, you know, so it's, it's so, it's so grabbable that NBC and NFC NBC that, um, maybe you don't, you don't want to rule anyone out. These games are so different from week to week. It's, it's, so I know it's, cra- it's it makes you crazy. Nuts. And and you know what we should know for real. I've said this all the time. People, people say you, you mentioned, uh, comedy and whatever, the way we, uh, we, you know, set our Defend. tables over the yeah. years. Um, and, and and what would you what do you know what do what do you know you didn't play you didn't coach in the NFL how what do you know like it's like it it's sports it's not uh, designing rockets to fly into outer space it's it's just right. watching football games um and my pushback has always been on that like well if the ex players and the so called experts knew everything then shouldn't they be able to tell us with any more accuracy than I or cousin Sal tells you who's going to win games or who's going to go to the Super Bowls. Well, now I feel bitten by that snake myself because we're through 15 weeks. Who's, who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's winning the game? Like, do you know, like it's easy to say the chiefs now, but outside of that, what's, what certainty do you have after 15 weeks of evidence? I have, I feel, I feel less certain than I did uh, a month ago about the way things are going to shake. Well, you know, what's great about that, Dave, and it happens in politics and everything else. It doesn't matter what we said last week. We could yell and scream about something totally different this week, and people will theoretically listen. I do it on TV. I could go wrong. I could be wrong Monday through Thursday on my bets, and on Friday I'm screaming about something else. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know, 
theoretically, it doesn't really matter. That's what your pal, that's nice what your spot. pal Cowherd figured out a long time ago. He's, it oh. doesn't make a difference if I'm right. It just makes a difference Anybody. if I'm interesting. It, it, it's a long list. It's a long list now. And uh, but it's good for us, right? I will say, all right, so FanDuel has Green Bay at two to one to win the NFC. The Saints three plus three ten. Seahawks five to one odds. So you would say the best value is in the Seahawks for the NFC at five to one. Rams down to six to one. I might have jinxed the Rams by saying they were going to win the NFC last week. And then Tampa's team is plus 650. Then it gets weird with the Arizona at 24 to one and teams that won't make it. Look at this. Hi, I'm so sorry. She is out of her car. Can you believe it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I believe. Are you recording right now? I am. Can you believe that? All right. That I don't believe. All right. What I'm glad glad you're with us. Uh, (laughs) You're not going to believe this. The Jets lost to the Rams. No, no, they beat the Rams. No. <laughs> you can't they, even say they it. They did a recount. I know. Uh, we they went over Can- Kansas City, New Orleans. We went over. How about let's start with New England, Miami. Uh, your team is out of it, Charlotte. I hate to oh hit you God. with this right away, but they are officially out of it. The dynasty is over. They're ousted. By the way, they be, they ended up a favorite in that game. I don't what understand a screwy that. thing. They ended up did- a point and a half favorite over Miami. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't I say they were going to lose this? I did say that, right? Yeah, I think you did. On Friday, I was like, there's no way. And what I loved, what I thought was particularly um, poetic about it is right. (laughs) Right. Is I think the Dolphins scored another touchdown and it was a fourth quarter and, you know, it was effectively over. It was what? I I don't even remember what the story was. 22-12 or something. Yeah, Yeah, it was already 22-12. That exact moment. Tom Brady throws an insane uh, touchdown to Antonio Brown. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It was yeah. like a cosmic troll. So, yeah, I don't know. They're done. What did we expect? What do we expect? Well, I expected they were, they shut out the Dolphins in the first half. And I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This is a Belichick uh, statement game. But then the problem is your quarterback. Um, I don't know if he could throw three yards to a a 10-year-old in front of him. I, I don't know what you do with Cam Newton. It's, pro- it's one of the worst beginning to end seasons to watch a quarterback play right for a yeah. for a fan base i think it was terrible and we wanted it i mean i wanted it to be good i so badly wanted it to be good it would have been the best narrative ever and then cam ser- like i he he can run he can run touchdowns in i don't know what happened to his arm i have no i've ne- it was a complete come apart yeah it really was what is what are his numbers here i was trying to find these uh peter king was talking about okay so uh, he has five touchdowns in 17 games, covering almost 500 passes, 498. Dave, that's not winning football. That's not anything. Uh, you would take Tampa over that right now. <laughs> yeah, but I maybe I guess that is going to end up being the takeaway. By the way, shout out to uh, to the Dolphins for running another successful hook and ladder, the most exciting oh, yeah. play in football. <sighs> Way yeah. back to Jet, to, wait, was it December or January? I should know that about the the greatest football game ever played, uh, the Dolphins and Chargers back in uh, in the playoffs. Ralph Benerska. Is that yeah. the best game ever that you've ever seen? By the way, Sal, I also I would know. put we're, up there twenty eight twenty seven when Danny White and the Cowboys uh, lost to Joe Montana. Uh, that's on the, not on my the favorite. Catch. No, I, we've seen good ones. It's it's tough. We'll have to think. I mean, Rams Chiefs that Monday night was pretty epic. Also, if you want to look for high scoring games and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember being a kid being like, wow, how that how does this end? Well, why would it ever end? But that was yeah, that one. was that, that. Yeah, that was. Well, anyway, that's a, a way back machine mm. referenced uh, 
to to um to that team. I think that the takeaway is for the Patriots, for Belichick and 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 Brady is is that we've seen it more in music and probably in sitcoms and otherwise. Mm. Is that the sum is greater than the parts. That's the I think that's the takeaway. And unlike yeah. any other dynasty that you might reference in in probably American sports history, because dynasties are more properly, you know, it's a collection of of people. It's not two human beings. But the fact of the matter is that what distinguishes the Patriots, I don't even know that you call it a dynasty. It's a two man show with moving parts all around it for 20 years and keeping and the consistent thing is Lombardi trophies coming into the building. But now Brady and Belichick, I don't. I, it's too lame to say McCartney and Lennon. Because they both were pretty good. But I mean, like, what's what is the proper reference? Like when Cheers went away, Uh, like it did take a while for Ted Danson to find his footing again. Maybe 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 Belichick is Ted Danson. Isn't it? Maybe he'll find a second life. Like well, you're gonna, you're, the idea is someone went on. There was greatness in the in the sum of the parts. And then someone went on. Ted well, if it's Cheers, never, it would be like it would have yeah. to be like a running back on that team. Like it would have to be. I'm trying to think of who it might be. Like Stephon Gilmore goes on and and, and uh, goes to the Hall of Fame, and he's like Woody Harrelson. Like, right, oh, right, right. we weren't talking about him. We were just talking about the two biggest stars on on the show. Yeah, I don't remember a, a sitcom where Ted Danson dies though. Oh, that's a different. That's a whole different. Comedy. You know what drives me crazy about the hook and ladder? The I yeah. love trick plays. I love the hook and ladder plays. I think they are so fun. Miami always, always does it when they beat the Patriots. Yeah, and it's like the word. I'm like, I can't enjoy this because it's coming at my expense. It's like stomping on the star at midfield. Like, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna beat you, and then we're gonna do this to you. This is it's just rude. A- it's really rude. Yeah. Yeah, teams can't be so rude. Well, um, it's really shaping up and uh, fun ending here to the end. I, I can't believe it. Dave. We talk about fantasy. When we did our fantasy draft, I was like, well, all right, let's just go through the motions. It's probably going to be four games per week, and we're going to be at each other's throats trying to figure out waiver wire processes and picking it up. We're going to finish the fantasy season. It's insanity. I agree. And Sal, come on, you gotta come on. You gotta uh, uh, put. You used to do that all the time. You would. Uh, you give us a number on the final. Oh, okay. And well, you're you going do against the Dutch Mook. The um, Dutch Mook. The two. The the. He already, by the way, texted me. He's like, this is a clash of the titans. The two dynasties of the last true. decade and everything else. How many times has he won? He, he's won a couple of times. Well, I know he not, he kicked Brad out twice for sure. So but maybe right, yeah, three times, sense. maybe three times. I got to look at it. Yeah, it might have been three times. I'll take a look. I'll, I'll I'll make a line for you Wednesday. I haven't seen the matchup. I, I do want to say, because before we move, because <laughs> just because I feel like we have to get this on record, even though we've uh, I think we've uh, collectively agreed on this. Right. Once and for all. For everybody out there, just so that this podcast is on the right side of history, professional football players do not tank. They have no inclination to tank. They don't give a crap about the franchise. Like, well, but it's good for the Jets. Like, who on the current Jets roster cares about 2021? It's it, it's a mixed bag at best. Do you think Sam Darnold is thinking about like, no. well, whatever's good for the whatever's good for the organization? Let me lay down here and uh, and throw a bad interception. I hope this has removed all those kind of conspiracy theories for everybody. But that, yes, the GM just, and ownership can bench players and see to it that your team stinks like they, like they did in sure. uh, Major League, like in the movie Major League, try to do that. But you're, but 
the players are not gonna are not gonna lay down because it's good for for the future. The players aren't, but as we've seen, what could happen is first of all, you don't have to start your first team out there, right? No, right. I, yeah, think, I think I think you can make more of a difference defensively. I would never say a, t- a player is going out there and not trying, right? Player to player, they can't not be trying defensively. They were in. Uh, Jared Goff's face the entire game. So that's it. You can mask it a little more offensively. You could have shittier play calls. You could run on third and nine. You know what? No one's really going to call you on it. You don't have to have Sam Darnold throwing downfield. Um, things like that. But yes, I think you're right. Player to player, nobody's really. It requires tanking. a deeper conspiracy than what people assume is actually happening out there. That that coaches, let's say the offensive coordinator, as a for instance, yeah. if you even remove the player level of it, the offensive coordinator is like, uh, hey, can you put in a call to um, to the Chargers for me and let them know that I, I called a bad play there? That uh, This is in the offseason, trying to get a new job because of right, course you yeah. lost your job yeah, from the exactly. Jets. Like, yeah, just let everybody know I ran it on third and nine there because I mm. wanted us to lose and just put in a good word for me. I was doing a solid for the organization, even though I knew I was going to get fired. It's such... It's such nonsense. The, 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 the players and coaches want to continue to work. Well, that's and laying think, down goes against their ability to continue to work. Of course, they're not trying to lose games. That's why I think it sort of becomes... I, th- I feel like this was a spite win from the players for the Jets. You know, it's like, if I were on that team, if I were a player, I would be so pissed at the organization, at the coaches, at management for putting me in a situation where I was not going to succeed that I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like you want to tank, you want to like, you want to screw me over for the future of your organization. Cool. I'm going to do everything I can to win this game. And I think that, you know, coaches, they can, it's just it, the whole thing is so mismanaged that if you put the right people in place, if you're as management, if you're trying to tank, you put the right people in place who you think are not going to do a great job. And then it tanks for you. Like, it, it's not so much a conspiracy theory as it is like, OK, well, things have gotten this bad. I guess we are better off continuing to be as bad as we can be. And players are the ones who get stuck with. And Charlotte has just now described in case you've never seen it. The sports classic film starring Wesley Snipes, Tom Berenger, and Chaz Sheen laying down. That's exact. You just described <laughs> the uh, the the plot of Did Major I, League. I that's exact. That's Good for exactly you, what it is. <clears throat> I should be a screenwriter. Yeah, you're making the sequel. Um, I think this conspiracy. This is how it would have to run, player to player. If you thought they were tanking, uh, everyone on the team would have to be very confident in their staying power that they were going to be a part of the jets for the next three to five years. And also they would have to hate Sam Darnold. You know, (laughs) they'd have to say, I'm going to be here. We're get If we lose, we get Trevor Lawrence and I'm going to be here to enjoy it. You'd have to have both of those things to go just right. Um, for you to be successful in the tank. And what what we need to do is see, I I, I'm not jiving about this when I say this, I want to make clear. There is okay. no jive in my finally in my, uh, in, what in zone my, are we in in my picture. <laughs> As always, when you hear my voice, you can trust one thing: no jive. Okay, you're not going to hear any jive over All the right. course of the next 19 seconds to seven and a half minutes. Oh no! Now listen. To me. Wow. What we need to do is we need to remove this stink of tanking and all this stuff. 
We need, and I know the NFLPA, there will be some issues. They don't want this game. I've talked to players about this, and they say it's a terrible idea, and I wouldn't want to play in this game. Oh, I know you want. You shouldn't be on a garbage team then. You shouldn't stink as bad as you did for the whole season. This is what you get, players, on bad teams. You and the Jaguars, the two worst teams, must play each other for the right to the first pick. The, the, The strategies of what you're talking about, Sal, is like, do we hate Sam Darnold? Do we lay that? That would be a compelling storyline sure. in the run up to it. That's like the Hunger Games, Dave. That's, That's literally exact- NFL Hunger yeah. Games. It all has to do with food, Charlotte. That's exactly right. <laughs> I call it, I see, I think you call it the Weight Watcher Bowl because it's the Loser Bowl. It's a, the Loser Bowl, but that's a good one too. And How you, would, we, you th- play it on a garbage field with garbage music and everything else, like uh, uh, Creed plays it or whoever else the worst band you can think mm. of is. And you have the two worst teams play one another to get the first overall pick. It but they have to win. Such a great get the first You have pick. to win. Correct. And well, then, Weight Watchers, the fewest points wins, I think. Here's I my question. Play that one out in your head. It would be impossible if you were Correct. trying to lose a game. You could never, the game yeah. would never end if you were tr- if it was two teams trying to win. But then people say, well, but what, what would the coach do? He wants to lose this game. So don't, wh- how would he run Sam Darnold out there? Sam Darnold's not incented to try no, to no, win no, this no, game. No, no, Dave. Here's your flaw. Good. That's part of the strategy. You have Here's to work around that. There's only one flaw. There's only okay. one flaw in this premise. <laughs> it's that whoever wins the game gets the number one pick. That's, that's right. what you're saying. Yeah. That's oh, I saying. thought you were yeah. saying whoever loses the game no, no. gets the number one pick. And I was like, that's like a race to see who can go the slowest. No one, you could. Right. Just be, that no. would never work. Let's, that move would, on to the, okay. let's move on to the next flaw, which is the players are not looking for an extra game to play. As you we pay know. them. Yeah, be no, there's you no pay reason them. anyone would do you that. You put them. a bunch of ads against it like what any other football game. It would generate millions of dollars extra to be second worst versus third worst. So well, if you're going to run them out there for if you're going to run them out there for a football game, yeah, you, you do it like anything else. You pay them to do it. It's not always that the number one pick is the clear and and convincing coveted, you know, draft selection, right? So right, yes, I guess money wise, it's worth a little. It's worth more. One, number one pick. That, oh, what this is craziness. How are we talking about this? It's a great idea. That's why. <laughs> and I don't know why you have to poo poo. You know, it's, it's, have, just because it's the not poo-poo. your idea. You have to poo poo it. But let me tell you something. This, I yeah. yeah, you could get on the right side of history and support your old pal Dave Damashek for once. I'm hearing about ten percent jive in this. I really am. <laughs> there's, I'm a there's, a, there's a hint of jive. There tiny is bit, tiny bit of jive. That cynicism won't stand. I'm t- okay. I think it's a great idea. You I think everybody would watch it. Chips, it would be awesome. Those Tostitos hint of lime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a little bit of jive. jive and lime. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll take a look. Um, I think it's time for a water break. Crown Royal is reminding us that even at home, you still get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. You just have to remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated, stay royal. So now it's time for our Crown Royal Water Break Athlete of the Week. I'll start off, Charlotte. I'm excited about this one. I need to get it off my chest. Uh, The pugilistic sports don't get a lot of recognition on this podcast, but I am about to give one Canelo Alvarez as much props as I can. First fight in 13 months, he beat this guy, Caleb Smith, who is 6'3", seven inches taller than he is in the super middleweight division. Uh, Canelo is 5'8". I'm also 5'8". So I liken him to just just a bull. We're both like bulls. We just like walk down your opponent and pound on him. And that's what he did for 12 rounds. I thought he won all 12. 
Some judges had it 9-3 or 10-2. But anyway, 30 years old, super middleweight. Canelo Alvarez is back. I don't see a lot of great opponents for him. We could have the trilogy with Triple G. This is one of my big pet peeves. Floyd Mayweather, like him or hate him, He's a good businessman, and he was smart enough to fight Canelo Alvarez when he was 23 years old and won that fight. Had he fought him when he was 25 or 26, different situation for you, Floyd. You no longer have the zero in your loss column there. I'm going Canelo Alvarez. He's my crown royal water break athlete of the week. Go ahead, Charlotte. Equally as excited. Congrats, and your pick, I Canelo. Know. Someone's got to get yeah. that award to him. That's um, right. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, but on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East for the <clears> first time since December 17th, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills destroyed the Broncos. And Josh Allen, Josh mm. Allen is the savior of Buffalo. Josh Allen, listen, <laughs> this guy, the Bills are 11-3. and three. Allen has 4,000 passing yards, it's yards this season. That makes him the second Bills quarterback to ever throw for 4,000 yards in a season. Drew Bledsoe was the first in 2002. People mm. forget that. Um, and Allen is now 360 passing yards away from breaking Bledsoe's franchise single-season passing record. Allen is the only is the second Bills quarterback to throw for 30 passing touchdowns or more after after Jim Kelly in 1991. So. This guy's doing amazing stuff, and um, he's four passing touchdowns away from breaking Kelly's franchise single-season passing touchdown record. The last time – Allen wasn't alive, right, the last time the Bills won the AFC East, and he was negative two and a half the last time they went to a Super Bowl. So I just think it's very cool that you've got this guy with amazing stats who's who's come in here and shown a lot of people that he can do what they didn't think he could do, Um, and – you know, now the Bills are going to host a home playoff game. There you go. The I would like to see that. Long. I'd like to see that as a stat, like passer rating, yards, touchdowns, age one, last one uh, playoff game, negative, negative two, two and, and, a and a half. I love that you threw the half in there, Charlotte. Thank you. Pretty good. Uh, Dave, looking ahead, Monday night, Steelers, Bengals. You may, I could see you watching this game. Who would you crown your crown royal player of the week? In fact, I have slated uh, three and a half hours this evening to to watch that football game. And, you know, if you watched on Saturday, you saw two more young guns on their way to the pro football ranks, Mac Jones and, uh, and, and Kyle Trask, joining another three guys that presumably are going to be first rounders themselves. And it's all in pursuit, this desperate need to find the guy to be your quarterback and not just for a season, but for a generation, the guy who is going to, through thick and thin, win games for you, not just not lose them for you, but win games for you. And the guy that you're going to be watching in Cincinnati, not uh, not in the home jersey, nay, in the white jersey, wearing number seven, is the genuine article. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. Enjoy him while you can, Pittsburgh, PA. The desperate need to find the guy who can win you Super Bowls. There is a small group of them. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Very few of these guys are the genuine article. Ben Roethlisberger has told you, now I encourage you to heed his words and just relax, Pittsburgh. There are a couple (laughs) more games before the playoffs arrive. The puncher's chance that the Steelers have come January against the Chiefs and all other comers is the first ballot Hall of Famer Number seven, Ben Beg Roethlisberger. The receivers have let him down a little bit. Don't you let him down. It's time to get on board. Tom Brady and Drew Brees are finished. You see that. Don't you use your two eyeballs. 
The old guard's last best chance is number seven, Big Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. Get on board or get the hell out of the way. <laughs> I like that he urged Pittsburgh to just relax, and then his blood pressure went up to uh, oh 397. Yeah. There. <laughs> All right. Easier said than done. Dave, you need a water break. That was our Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. All right. Well, we're, we're talking about it, aren't we? Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. The Steelers are a 14 and a half point favorite. Fandle has the over under 14 and a half. They haven't scored 14 points in a game in uh, <laughs> since October. Wait a minute. The old guard is about to do his thing and make I don't a, give don't a good goddamn. Team, I, I don't give a good goddamn if they win games three to two the rest of the way. Just keep oh. on winning. Keep All on right. winning. All right. So three to two doesn't cover the 14 and a half. But no. do you think... What do you think? What do you think in first score? I think it's going to be similar to last night's Browns Giants. I think uh, a lot of grinding out. Maybe you try to figure some things out on the ground. Don't want to show too much against these playoff teams you talked about. Um, but I think like uh, 26-9 final, something like that. I think it's a mistake, generally speaking. A funny <laughs> yeah. score. Three field goals for the Bengals. I can't. I can't. I can't uh, a safety in there somewhere. Who knows? A a hyper specific example that I remember way back from my youth of of hearing about a hockey goalie. Like the one thing you can't do is like, well, his tendency is um, like he, he likes to go to the backhand, so bait him to try and uh, and uh, snap up a wrist shot. Like mm. you can't do that against professional athletes. You don't get you don't have the luxury of of doing what you want. Like, yeah, hey, let's work out the kinks. It's just the Bengals. This is this isn't um, some non power five bum team that you've scheduled. This is a, a legitimate pro football team, even though they're the Bengals and they're on their third string QB and all that. That said, the Steelers do need. They still have the luxury because they only have those two losses. This is a get-right game, theoretically. And they do need to find Chase Claypool. They need that. I mean, he's been a ghost for legitimately a month now mm -hmm. out there and uh, when he was tracking for the Rookie of the Year conversation a month ago. And also, Deontay Johnson has to consistently catch the ball. This is a, a game where the Steelers probably are going to try and feed those guys and reestablish some confidence there, get on track before they play the Colts next week and secure the number two seed before they put the, their feet up and erase any concern about playing the Browns in Cleveland in Week 17 with that game having in any import. The Steelers want mm. to get through that Colts game and probably, even if it means going on the road in the first week of the, of the playoffs, they probably want that week to heal up a little bit I think this is their chance to yeah, do it by also, securing the division. If they win tonight, the division is settled, and the Browns game doesn't have any tonight. real value. I mean, they'll they're going to win, but I, I, I can see it. that Browns game. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Browns," but you know, the Steelers might have anything to play for. I, I think they're going to see this a lot. Neither of those teams could have something to play for. The Browns are going to care if they're a five or a six seed, or Steelers going to care if yeah. they're a two or a three seed. I don't know. It's a lot of math to do there. Uh, Charlotte, you have any thoughts on this game? Uh, <laughs> not really. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little more worried about the Steelers than Davis. Um, oh. or I, I don't know. The past two weeks have been so miserable. They've got to beat the Bengals. So beat the Bengals. But, um, I don't necessarily think this is going to be pretty either way. I think the 
26 to nine is, uh, that feels, that feels about right. So I do wonder, do you know what happened with Chase Claypool? Like, did someone put a hex on him or did he like, I don't quite understand how he just falls off the face of the earth. Like, what is it, Dave? Was there a hex? Not that I'm aware of. I, 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 I've not, (laughs) I've not heard tale of any. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I have not uh, gone into the coven and found out what's going uh-huh. on lately with that. Maybe Chase Claypool, maybe his his Canadian heritage proved too much for the football gods. They 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 got Forget confused, and he he should be yeah. in the CFL. I he should be a hockey. Pl- I don't know what happened there. Uh, maybe the football god said, you know what, Notre Dame has too much uh, going their way right now. Could we're already it. we're already. It, uh, unnecessarily putting their team into the playoff, it's too much to have their ex wide receiver be good too. So we have mm. to we have to provide balance to the universe, and we're going to take Chase Claypool down. Well, listen, this game on its surface, looking at it, fourteen and a half point favorite. It 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 looks like it could be boring. It could be boring like last night. You kind of knew what the result would be, but you could add a little excitement to this in every game. By using FanDuel Sportsbook this season, I can't believe if you haven't already, 15 weeks. There's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay and exclusive always on promotions. Let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, you get your winning safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 you lose, you get your entire bet up to a grand back in sight credit. Now, Monday night, we like to do these same game parlays. <clears throat> Charlotte, you could pick, um, you could start. You want to just go Steelers to win? It could be as simple as that. Yeah. What are so, the points? The, so the money, it's 14 and a half. You could take the points. Right. Or if you don't want to worry about it, we can go minus 1,000. And what's and we'll the total? The total, oh yeah, yeah. The over queen wants to know. She's inquiring 40 and a half. Is he over on uh, No, let's go with the Steelers straight up. That straight feels good up. to me. Straight up. I'm minus not touching that over. <laughs> All right. Minus a thousand. Dave, how about this? I am gonna say that Finley, where is he here? Throws an interception. Um, not terrific odds, but we're making a nice little parlay here. That's minus two sixty-five. Now you add one. We'll see what this, I, what this comes to. I was sure somebody was going to say Claypool for a touchdown. I was going to say Steelers defensive touchdown. Things aligned for that to happen, and that's why Ooh. I would uh, kind of look at that over. It's not that the Bengals are going to um, tow their end of things and put a lot of points up, but I do think that the Steelers defense wow. might contribute to taking that game over. Um, but I'll, well, I'll, I'll listen, keep it. Let me just, let me just tell. No, that's pretty simple because that in lo- aligns with kind of the same. Steelers win because Ryan Finley throws an interception that's returned for a touchdown. Um, that's pretty good. We have, what would that be? Uh, put that together for That would be almost five to one odds on those three things happening. Unless you want to replace that Steelers touchdown. No, let's ride with that. If you like how that jibes, right. then I'm down for that. I was the other I one I would say it. is a Claypool uh, touchdown there. To, like I say, to get off the schneid a little. Okay, I like that. Actually, it'll be a little more than five to one. There you go. Fandle, put it together. A same game parlay on Fandle. Hit Fandle Sportsbook promo code extra points so that they know that we sent you Fandle Sportsbook promo code extra points. Um, you know what? We'll talk NBA Wednesday. I know it, it, it begins Tuesday. We'll give our picks. These odds will still be up. We can give MVP picks, all that stuff. Uh, 
Let's talk college football, Dave. You brought it up. I do briefly. want to talk about it, but you—it's crazy that you haven't mentioned it at all. That the Cowboys are now in line to win that division. Come on, stop! But come on, Don't nothing. That somebody's going to win. They're going to. They're. This isn't college football. They are because of the way it's structured. A team's going to win that division, and they're going to put them into into the playoffs. Are That's we how sure? It works. We're, we're definitely I'm sure positive that, that they're going. <laughs> yeah, to. I'm, I'm positive they're going to. Isn't there a rule somewhere buried in a rule book that, like, if you're not over 500, you just can't be in yes, the playoffs? Yes, it should be. It, it should be like there should be some leeway. But if you if you can't put a team into the playoffs that doesn't have, I mean, the the minimum <laughs> standard should be double digit losses. Like you, we're not putting a double digit loss team into our playoff structure. I'm you still can't holding just out make hope for, for my New York Giants. You can't make these rules. The Giants are in it any time. All right. Well, so I think they have, let's see what Fandle has these odds. I at. just think it's crazy that you as a, a lifelong Cowboy no. fan. Why do I you're right be there. Not, and by the way, you know, detaching, that's right. It's easy what it also way. says to you. Like we talked about with the QBs and don't overpay for a middle-class guy. Don't under any circumstances, whoever it is, do not pay a running back. Do no matter how good he is. No matter how much you consider him to be the linchpin of your offensive success, so you never wouldn't have paid Derrick Henry. Yeah, unless w- his name is Derrick Henry, that's the no, only. Would you kind have of paid him? Pay- you wouldn't have. I, I would have tagged him. I wouldn't pay him a long term deal. I would have tagged him. I wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, like Zeke Elliott again proves that he was the last best hope for long term contracts for running backs, and he has failed. And the Cowboys won with Tony Pollard, not with I'm Zeke with Elliott. Do it not ever nice pay not to a running give- back. It was nice not to have to give, have to be forced to give Zeke Elliott carries just because he is your $90 million guy uh, for sure. But yeah, to that point, it, it really is looking like you could pass. I, I don't know, Dave. I don't know where you want to spend your money. You don't want to pay a running back. You don't want to pay a quarter quarterback. But there is uh, hundreds of millions of dollars under the cap. So are you just going to keep paying centers a lot of money? Like this has to shift. Pay, pay the QB who's the real deal. That's the key. Don't pay Jared Goff. <laughs> they're not enough of those. Don't pay Jared Goff like it's he's hard. the man just because you drafted him first overall. That does not mean just because he has the he has the um the trappings of the guy doesn't make him the guy. You I know, to, but, th- but you it's have not enough time easy to, to figure out is. who's the man. It's not so easy. Ah, to we out. knew it about Goff. At we, the do time, we know about we? Josh Allen? We didn't know Josh Allen was the no man. No one right? knew about you, Josh no Allen. No one would have paid him what? if three years if in. Years, now you do. Now well, you do. Though. Sure, now you do. But if you had to pay him last year, would you have given him? You but you didn't have to pay him after his sophomore. But you got lucky because you didn't know. If it would have taken one more year. You would have then had to decide if you would have had to pay him, right? So there are guys that takes longer to develop than others. I know what you're saying. I can't I wait to see the Jets. I can't wait to see the Jets keep Sam Darnold. And that's that. I don't, I don't know what. I, that's going to be an interesting one because I do think he has a chance to still be really good. Um, I do he's, too. He's a fascinating to, guy. Do you pay him if you're the Jets? Probably not. I've talked to Romo about this. He he loves the mechanics of Darnold and everything. Uh, he's one of many people who think you link him with the right coach. Maybe if Frank Wright could have uh, done wonders for Sam Darnold. He did have a lot of INTs coming out of USC, so he's mistake prone. But and this was his worst. He is worse this year than he was last year. It was seven and six last year. But to the point of the running, I'm back sorry. Go real ahead. Quick. No, no, I just no. There's nothing really. Alvin Kamara. He could have got him at 67 in the draft. Kareem Hunt at 86, uh, J.K. Dobbins at 55. Derrick Henry was there 45th overall. So it is more of a crapshoot with the the Christian McCaffreys are nice uh, of the world. And 
Then you that was a bad. That was a bad deal there. And and I don't know. It's but you can. It seems you can wait on a running back. Golden sure. boy running back. We haven't seen since Paul Horning in Green Bay. So I understand the marketing value of CMC in Carolina. But for practical purposes, I bet you Matt Rule's kind of like, eh, I would rather yeah. spend that money somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, oh, that's what I wanted to do. NFC. So we could shut this down once and for all. Washington well, somebody's going to win it. It's going to be the Washington football team, minus 260. Philly, plus 550. Giants, 6-1. to one. Cowboys, 14-1. to one. All right, I guess that's fun. At 14-1, to one, <laughs> at 14-1, to one, you could have a little uh, a good time with that. But Washington beats Carolina, they're in, right? So that's that's it. They're home. I know uh, easier said than done. You know, Who are the Giants playing next? The Giants play, um, so that that's the division. Oh, Dallas plays Philly. The Giants are going to get beat up by Baltimore. So uh, I think yeah they're, they're done. They're but done. eighty, but Sal eighty eight is uh, is making plays for oh, you the guys. talent is ridiculous when you look up at, at what's going on and and Dalton hasn't turned the ball. Off. I, I don't want to talk about this. Well, that's Forget kind of the variable. The only it. thing I'll say is the the variable that is starting to break now is like we 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 want to render verdicts by like the end of September on everybody like this right. rookie's really good or this guy like ah wait till next year. The fact of the matter is rookies, some guys get better over the course of their rookie seasons, and that shifts our assumptions about entire teams. And I do think that, you know, as a for instance, as 88 starts to make more plays for you guys, the more... Uh, you know, Andy Dalton is, is now one you're of not guys, talking about Des Bryant who, who scored his first touchdown in three years. You're talking about or or our, our friend Michael Irvin. You're talking about C.D. Lamb. So you're, you're crazy only that, that, South, that number please. hasn't been, numbers. Uh, I know it hasn't been some, retired. Very weird. No, it's great. When when you, you like get it. that number, it's cool. Just that's it. Who's gets yeah. the 88 is cool. Anyway, please proceed. We don't uh, well, need to all right, spend let's too go much college. time on these. You know, I had Northwestern on a prop swap ticket at almost nine uh, to one odds. I had some very nice offers to take it off my hands. Um, and then Ohio State gets thrust into the championship game. And we're like, all right, we see where this is going. The line itself on FanDuel went from like 18 to 14 and a half as we learned that Ohio State was going to be without 22 players. Um, and it showed in the first. I didn't buy it, Charlotte. I wrote it out. I was like, you know what? I know, I know. You I'm told taking me you Northwestern here. I had, Bizarre. like I said, I had some decent offers. I'm going to ride it out. They're winning 10-6 at half. Dave, you, I feel like, were more nervous for me than than I was for me. I, I much, uh, I hated a, a lot more rooting for the Chargers Thursday than I did. Um, what was it? it? You you admired your own courage to ride with Northwestern. I don't know why you weren't. I did. I I felt bad for you because it, it was right there, and I felt like yeah. at halftime. Man, it's it's just close enough that uh, the Buckeyes probably catch him, and uh, this isn't going to work out for you. I'm I, so, uh, but but kudos to you. That was a, a great call. How yeah. Northwestern ends up in a better bowl game than the Indiana Hoosiers do makes zero sense. But I'm not going to get too crazy about that. I'm already crazy about um, uh, among other things. I'm crazy about that. This cockamamie system has somehow <laughs> wound up making things worse no. than what it was back in the 90s and before that when writers decided who was number one. This is this is crazy that because things were decided in August who was good and who was not who was not really a contender, that we wind up with Notre Dame who got shamed. We just watched them 
on Saturday get shamed by Clemson. Yeah, let's put them back in the play. What? What the hell are we doing? This is all craziness. Right. Well, first of all, you don't actually believe that the system in the 90s where you voted on a number yes, I one. Do. No, you don't. Because whether who you think a different team should be in the four spot, this will conclusively prove who's number one, I think, right? Right. Two playoff games, right? This is not the best system. Six playoff teams is better. Eight playoff teams is better. But you're not going to tell me putting Cincinnati or Notre Dame or Texas A&M in that fourth spot. And by the way, I get it. It's all about money. We discussed this. Bam is a 19 and a half point favorite against Notre Dame. You're not going to do any better than that. Putting Cincinnati or Texas A&M who lost by 28 already to Bama in that one versus four game. Clemson, Ohio State, a little more fun. Great game last year. Seven and a half. Fandle has it at. But um, this is the best we're going to do under these circumstances. I'm sorry. It's not the best system. Go to six teams, go to eight teams, but this is the best they're going to do with these four, I think. It's just so bizarre to me that that was what they decided when they changed this, that they went to four teams. Like, that's not a playoff. That's like a weird double date. You know, like, I just yeah. never, I never quite got the point. And then you end up with just everybody mad all the time about everything, which they would be anyway because it's college football. But to me, it just seems like it's this rotating door of the same teams and and four doesn't allow that right. it, it, it means that you're not going to put a cincy in over a, a notre dame it's just that was right. never going to happen i mean it's not I, ideal I I, i'm trying to figure out uh choosing words and using them sparingly ain't my bag um mm. not jiving you is my bag right um so i'll, I'll try to make my comments brief i believe in a meritocracy. I don't think more playoff teams solves this. I think fewer maybe does. And one way or the other, it, here, here's, here's my answer to Charlotte and everybody else about this, about like put a, you know, a fifth team, eight teams, whatever. No team. The reason the college football is generally great. And even four teams or when it was a two team thing, whatever. There's no claim that the fifth team in the nation, whoever it is, Cincinnati, Texas A&M, otherwise, they can't rightly claim to our eyeballs, yeah, but we really are the best team. No, we we get that you're just far enough away that nobody rightly considers you the best team in the country here. And so I love the merit of just having the true heavyweights go head-to-head here. You've now voided, though, the entire season. BYU in 1984 with Robbie Bosco going undefeated would never have happened in this system. You just would not ever have had that. And you're negating. It's bizarre that they're all in the FBS, but we're saying they're like, yeah, you're in the FBS Cincinnati and coastal Carolina, but not really where you're not really, even though you're, you went undefeated and based on your deeds, we're still not going to send you because our eyeballs tell us the Texas A&M and Notre Dame, even though they just lost by by uh, twenty four points with thanks to a garbage touchdown. Um, yeah, but you got It's got to be eyeball. It's got to be somewhat eyeballs because these teams don't play. I get that they're all in the same football divi- conference. They're all college teams that play in Division One, but they don't all play the same schedule. So you have to figure eyeballs in there, and your eyeballs could tell you that Cincinnati, who barely beat Tulsa in the rain is not a top four team. They're just not. I'm sorry. You want the best football for three weeks? Do a round robin with these three. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Have A play B one week. Have A play C the next week. And B play C. Now, 
I guarantee someone will win two games. Someone Here's, will go two and oh, that's, that's the best it. football. But for that three would weeks. never happen. That what, they're right. not going to play around Robin. What? You know what? They're not going to play one uh, the two worst teams for the number one pick. Also, well, that stinks. That that <laughs> that's a shame. Now, to answer your thing, and I sound yeah. like an old fool to most people, including you, but right. I'm telling you, the greatness of college football, the thing that made it unique versus every other sport, and so captivating to 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 me when I was watching it as a child, every week was hugely important. If you were mm. um, third in the nation and undefeated and you were tracking towards the Orange Bowl or Sugar Bowl or whatever, and you had a chance to play on New Year's Day, if you lost any game, if you mm. lost to Missouri, you stumbled uh, one week up in, uh, uh, up in uh, um, uh, Corvallis or whatever, you void every every week was hugely significant. It wasn't like the NFL, like, wow, the Jets beat the Rams. Boy, the Rams, well, they got to get back on track so, so they can do. You lose a game like that anywhere okay. along the way as a college football team, as a powerhouse, you have voided your claim to the national title. And now, All right, so with that in mind, so with that in mind, and knowing how corrupt these top coaches are, what would be the incentive of putting any tough team on your schedule if we're going by Dave's system? Like every week counts, and you right. can't lose, and if you lose, you're out. I would every non-conference game would be Prairie View A and M for me if I'm Nick Saban, and I don't want even a, a hint at an upset. Uh, in the making there because uh, every week is big and this is how we're going to look at it. And this is, if Cincinnati is not going to be looked at, look at, look at Charlotte, let's take NCAA basketball. Your Virginia Cavaliers play a vastly, um, vastly harder schedule going through the ACC. I'm just sorry. Virginia should be a bumble team, a bubble team if they don't win the conference over someone like, like Tulane. It just, that's just how it is. They don't play well, like, like a TV lamenting, and- Dave, if what you're lamenting is like the chance for a Cinderella story, you know, like a run that wouldn't happen. I, to me, if that's the sort of thing you want to reintroduce, then that's where expanding the playoffs makes sense because I feel like college teams are more likely. The reason that I think putting Notre Dame at four makes sense is because if you are college teams are more likely to have a week where something just completely falls apart and isn't necessarily indicative of the team or you play a Clemson who's just so good. I don't think that means that, you know, as, as Sal said, since he isn't better. So I don't necessarily know whether if you want to introduce sort of any chance of like those Cinderella stories, wouldn't it make sense to expand the playoff for an upset like that. I'm not know. even. I'm not. I, I'm not seeking the the underdog story necessarily. I you know, and I reference BYU. I'm just citing that that wouldn't have happened. And same thing if 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 it was all dependent on like yeah, but yeah, but still yeah, but you know who's better is if that's what you're applying there. Then then the season you're kind of voiding the value of the season un, uh, unless you lose as many as two games. So once you if it buys you the right to lose games if you're perceived as a powerhouse like Notre right. Dame. Like, what the what the hell was did they even play that stupid uh, title game for then? What was the I value of Clemson that- Notre Dame and they annihilated them? And Eddie Spaghetti, our producer, um, is a big not- Notre Dame guy. He's like, well, it was an exhibition game. Why would that matter? Like, 
funny exhibition game since they had all their start. Both teams had all their starters in the game. Well, exhibition game, nothing. It mattered, obviously. A tough, uh, you can't, I mean, some conferences are better than others. The Yankees play the Red Sox in the last game of the season to see who's the division champ and who's the wild card. You wouldn't say the loser should be out, right? Because the AL East is stacked. Like, it's just... 232 teams aren't playing each other for the season. If that were the case, then you could say, well, they all played the same teams, and this is what the record sh- uh, shook out to be. But And, and Charlotte, to your point, the, the only thing I hear about eight teams, the thing I keep hearing, which is nonsense, is that, well, it's a three-week playoff. We don't want that. Um, kids have to go to schools. Like, the division, <laughs> the division three, well, but division three has... Eighteen playoffs, right? All those uh, yeah, North I Dakota mean, states and all those play. I think eight team playoffs as it is, but um, it's a good argument. It's one that I, lost, I was just. Uh, and by one. the way, Charlotte, I am <laughs> such a weirdo uh, believer in, in uh, a meritocracy. I wish baseball would go back to what it used to do forever ago. Nine team world, a nine game World Series, best of nine oh my um, God. between the two teams that win the pennant. I. You guys are talking like TV execs. Like, ah, but it keeps more fans engaged for longer and it provides <laughs> better we don't, matchups. We don't want, I know. We don't want sports to die. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to frame it that yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, that, that, so that's the choice. Was of it, course was it, it was is. It ter- was it terrible when Nebraska and Miami played for the national championship? That predates any No, BCS you got lucky, job. though, with that. That was still guys voting on it, and you had to vote. You had to see that. Either two teams were undefeated or they picked the right number two team who had one loss. That's still. Oh, wait, still wait, look at that. that. Look where look how we've come full circle now. Now we're back to the eyeball test, Sal. We had to see it, didn't we? We had to see that. that yeah, but it's was easier by- to see four than it is to see two, isn't it? <laughs> no, now we've put a team in, in Notre Dame that has no claim to the national championship. Who do you want? And yet they get the play in it. Dave, who now do you want they- to lose to Alabama by 30? God, you name your team. Cincinnati. Put, put Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. They went undefeated. What's the point of the whole thing? The point is Dave should watch Cincinnati play instead of just looking at rankings. That's all he's doing because you would just be able to see that they won't be able to compete with I I have no doubt that that's accurate. But once you go to a four a four-team playoff. Notre Dame, by the structure of the way the season has flowed, fine, including a conference fine. championship game, has voided their claim to being it's, in it. They just lost by 24. Look, that, there, that, that's the difference. All right. There's, you, there's you get three my point. better teams, and then there's the fourth team, and it'll still yield the best team. I don't think that's awful. I, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're doing a, we're taking a water break. All right. No, yes, you're right. It's been, it's been too long. We can go on uh, this forever. Hey, uh, Dave, though, what do you, what do you got going on? Tell us. Oh, listen, I've got, uh, I've got the holiday season. We're doing mm-hmm. a lot of uh, wiffle ball over at the house right now. Some football as oh, well, mixing fun. that in. So mm-hmm. listen, well, we're going to do minus three early for you this week um, uh, in honor of uh, the Christmas holiday. So be on the lookout for that. Minus three, download, subscribe, wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, we're going live as usual for Monday Night Football at halftime. Join me and Jeff Schwartz and, uh, and Eddie Spaghetti. And I'm sure it'll be especially fiery because Eddie Spaghetti gets very upset when anybody says bad about his teams. Uh, rough weekend for Eddie Spaghetti with the Giants and the Notre Dame. No, it, wasn't rough for, it wasn't rough for them. They, they made the playoff. It was great for, for his team. It's about what to get mean? rougher. You'll see. Whoever has that four seed. Um, yeah. Oh, Charlotte. Okay, so the extra points gang at gmail.com. That's where you can reach out to us at Damashek on Twitter. That's where Dave is. 
you are at the wilder things and you got yep. some good things cooking. Yeah, you know, just the usual. Got some videos, got some written stuff. Got uh, I did a, a story on how the the um, the graphics that Fox has been putting on the uh, drawings of the players. No, um, you did not. What? Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Gary Hartley, who he made uh, he made Cletus the robot. And, yeah. Uh, now he's. Uh, and Eric Shanks was into the uh, superhero thing, so they made graphics. And it was kind of cool to talk to him about how they did that. Uh, got a new People Sports podcast that'll be out Thursday. You know, just the uh, the usual stuff. There you go. All right, and catch all our podcasts. Yeah, we're gonna take Friday off. You guys have Friday off, and probably the oh, next thanks. Friday too. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hit you up Wednesday. We're gonna go over NBA stuff. Listen to the Against All Odds crew. We'll do that tomorrow. We'll have an in-depth uh, breakdown of the NBA and some uh, Week 16 NFL games. We got uh, Jenny Taft on Laugh Lines this week. That's going to be fun. And Lemon Pepper Parlay, Waiver Wire. You got Jen and Jerry giving out their picks. Minus three, as Dave said. Lots of good things coming up in this holiday week. And I just would love, love, love to remind you people that even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember <laughs> that you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday. How am I getting worse at that? I know, you almost screwed that one up.